0: TJ with the week off this week. So you're left with just me. I'm excited to be talking about what has happened through this mini camp that the, the Lions have had. That's why we're putting this out a little bit later this week. The minicamp for the Lions is in the book, and some of the things that I'm going to talk about today are have come directly out of training camp or of, of mini camp. And a couple of topics just to give you a heads up on what's ahead. Moving training camp. Dan Campbell talked about his vacation on the west side of the state, uh, possibly moving training camp. I'm going to discuss that a little bit, the pros and cons, what that means from a player's perspective. Uh, Ben Johnson mentioned at the beginning of the week that this offense, there's a little bit of meat left on the bone. And we have heard as well for topic number three about Nate Sudfeld and the chemistry that he has – with Jamison Williams. And I'll talk about a little bit about my disappointment in one of those players, as well as why that success, why that chemistry has been so obvious uh, during not just OTAs, but now mini camp as well. But going back to Dan Campbell, uh, his daughter had a volleyball tournament in Grand Rapids. He was over there and he was, I don't want to say surprised, but he was energized let's say, by the fan base uh, that is on the west side of the state. And we know if you've lived in the state of Michigan, traveled around the state of Michigan, there are great Lions fans everywhere. And he made reference to maybe taking training camp in the future, it's not going to happen this year, of moving training camp to Grand Rapids where you could practice at Grand Valley and use their facilities. There's, there's a number of facilities around the state of Michigan where this could happen. Uh, and it's actually... The options have broadened because when you look at, if you've been to a high school football game, pretty much anywhere in the state, so many of the teams now and the schools have artificial turf. So the playing surface is not going to be an issue. It really comes down to training, uh, whether it's, you know, in the weight room or the facilities that they would have access to in regards to the medical staff and the training staff and the nutrition side of things. And that's where I think this, while it sounds nice, is probably not going to happen. When I was in the NFL, we had, and with the Washington franchise, we had started off with training camp in Frostburg, Maryland. And the good thing about that was, hey, in D.C., it was hotter than hell. When we went to Frostburg, Maryland, it was more like the weather we have in Michigan. It was a high of 75. It made a difference for us. In the state of Michigan, there's no really anywhere you're going to go where the uh, climate is going to be that much different so you don't have to worry about that when we did have training camp at Redskin park i felt that it was a huge advantage and i think having training camp at allen park is a huge advantage yes you can have fans they've got stands they've got the ability to uh, host a number of people maybe not as many as they would like especially if they put together a couple of years of winning football i think there's there's a chance we heard from rod wood that they're they're trying to identify maybe some other places where they could actually move the headquarters of the franchise, um, but ne- not necessarily just training camp. The pros of moving training camp to a different facility or a different location, you have all of the players try and remove as many distractions as possible. They're not at home. They're not you know, in their normal environment. You get a chance to, to get away you build a little bit of that team camaraderie you're in you know college dorms hotels that all is a lot of fun but when it comes down to it the pros of being able to be in your facility you have multiple practice fields you have the ability to go into meeting rooms directly you don't have to find somewhere on campus to go to they're right there at Allen Park but the i think the major advantage and this is why I don't think they end up moving training camp is your medical staff and all of the facilities that you have, cold tubs, hot tubs, um, you know, whether it's MRI machines, uh, x-ray machines to, to be able to diagnose and get treatment as quickly as possible and all the different treatment options that you have in your facility, I think is why it's a rarity now for teams to leave. And I know the Kansas City Chiefs have done it for a number of years the place that they're going, they have invested in, they've invested in their facility. So it's not a whole lot different than where they are. If they were able to find a place and maybe Grand Valley does, if you, if we explore it a little bit more, uh, maybe they do, maybe it's Central Michigan. I don't know where they would go to have similar facilities that they do in Allen Park, but to have it all in one place. You've got your cafeteria where you've got your cooks, your nutritionists, all of that stuff in Allen park. So every single meal is planned out sometimes for specific players, for the whole team, your housing, 90 guys, just as the team instead, or 85 guys, instead of, you know, uh, you know, 53 guys on a regular basis. So I think, the facilities is going to be the limiting factor and probably the pros of staying in place, you know, put in Allen Park is where it's going to be. And I mentioned, uh, you know, Ben Johnson earlier in the week mentioned that there's a lot of meat left on the bone for this offense, where I think they're going to see the biggest jump. And Jared Goff was really good at it last year. Not so great in the first seven games as well as the rest of the team. But in the final 10 games. When you look at, he threw 29 touchdowns in the season as a whole, seven interceptions. None of those came in the last 10 games. That The seven interceptions was tied for eighth uh, amongst quarterbacks in the NFL, fifth in touchdowns uh, in the NFL, sixth in total yards. He had just over 4,400 yards. And if you're able early in the season to play similar to the way you did at the end of last year as an offense. You're not turning the ball over. You're creating opportunities for yourself, obviously, but you're also not putting your defense in bad position. There's no sudden change. There's no momentum shift. There's no short fields. Easy scores. That's really where I think this is where we can look at the lines and say, yeah, there's a lot of meat left on the bone. And we can talk about Jameer Gibbs, what he brings to this offense, but we don't know what that's going to be because we haven't seen him play an NFL game. Uh, same thing with Sam Laporta. We think that he's going to be really good. And in OTAs and in minicamp, the reports are coming out that he's been good. Jack Campbell on defense. These are all guys that can add to the production of this team. And, and obviously not Jack Campbell on offense, but he can with turnovers and creating things and, and shutting teams down, giving the ball back to the office, offense quicker. But I, I, I truly believe that if they are able to The number one thing in football is to possess the football. Extend your drives. Be good on third down. Don't turn the ball over. That that's going to be the biggest leap that this offense takes is just simply possessing the ball. We have yet to see, as I mentioned, Jameer Gibbs. We have yet to see uh, Sam Laporta and what they're going to mean to this offense. And I'm not going to make any predictions. I think they're going to be good, but I have no idea because we haven't seen them against NFL talent. And the final thing kind of bleeds over from the second one, the stories that we have coming out about a, you know, Jared Goff hasn't been the greatest this off season, the connection with his receivers, the frustration with Jamison Williams or, you know, overthrowing receivers. I don't care what happens in the off season right now. I'm just happy that everyone is there, they're present and accounted for that to me matters more than what somebody does in shirts and skirts. And that's all they're playing in right now. But to then flip the script and, and you hear people talk about how good Nate Sudfeld has been, how accurate he has been to some of the receivers, but especially Jamison Williams. The problem with that theory is, first of all, you know, Nate Sudfeld's not going to take over the starting quarterback position. And I don't think anybody during the regular season is going to be clamoring for Nate Sudfeld to come in. But the fact that Jamison Williams has looked good with Nate Sudfeld, that's great in an emergency situation. But it also means that Jamison Williams is going against the number two defense. He's working with the number two offense, going against the number two defense. And for the number 12 overall pick, with the speed that he has, the ability that he has, He should be dominating against the number two defense. And yeah, that may come across as Nate Sudfeld, J-Mo have this great chemistry. They have this great connection and Nate Sudfeld is accurate. Well, it's coming against the number two team. The number one team that Jared Goff is seeing all the time is greatly improved through the offseason, but especially in the secondary. When you think about, I know Emmanuel Mosley is not out there, but Cameron Sutton, CJ Gardner-Johnson, Kirby Joseph in his second year, uh you know, Brian Branch being out there, the secondary is so greatly improved. This is another reason. I'll go back to my first point. Why the offense can be better? They're facing better competition in in practice. They're getting better reps in practice. Guys just aren't always running open means the defense should be better. They're giving the offense a better look, and it's going to, those two are going to be playing off of each other, and I hate quotes, but I will say this, iron sharpens iron, and when you have a chance to continually go against a defense that is improved, I'm not going to say a top 10 defense, but if they're middle of the pack, now all of a sudden your offense by nature, will have to perform better and it should carry over to games. And defensively, the better the offense plays, they're going to have to make adjustments. We know in terms of signing guys, and I could say this about some of the secondary because we've seen them play in NFL games, should be greatly improved in the secondary. Adding guys with great talent, with great skill sets at the linebacker position up front. There's not a lot of change up front, but you're going to have a second year of James Houston. He should be better. How is he going to continue to improve? Romeo Quara being back. How is he going to continue to improve? All of those things going against the offensive line should make this offensive line better and in turn the offense better. Having a back in the backfield that you know is going to be healthy or at least you believe is going to be healthy in David Montgomery and then add in everybody else that they've added. That's why I believe this offense Is going to have more meat on the bone. They're going to take that meat. It's going to be exciting. Uh come Sundays in the fall. But it all comes down to a training camp, preseason games. We might not see a lot of these guys in preseason games, but it is sharpening the offense. It's sharpening the defense, sharpening special teams, and it should create a better team on a game in, game out basis for 17 weeks. They can hit the ground running, hopefully against Kansas City in Kansas City as soon as this season starts so for all your off-season information tj's going to be back next week we're going to tackle a number of different topics but stay tuned in here because we're going to take you right up to the start of the nfl season we're going to be down at training camp throughout training camp at different points so make sure you stay tuned in and locked in here for all your lions information nfl information right here unnecessary roughness